Welcome to the We Sweet Podcast. Many women talk about finding balance between being a wife, a mother, a sister, friend, daughter, and finding time for herself too. One that seems to weigh fairly heavy is balancing time as mommy, but still being that good thing to your husband too. In episode one, you heard me define good thing in Proverbs 18.22. So if you didn't catch it, that's what I mean. Go back and listen to that one. Okay, girlfriends, let's talk about balancing time with your hubby and your kiddos. The fabulous Jordan Turner is here with me to chat with us about this topic. Jordan was featured on season one, so you may have heard her before. She's a wife, mother, business owner, and business partner to her hubby. She is an all-around family woman and fights for what she believes in and for others. She is a good sis of mine, and I've asked her to join us in in the suite again for this topic called loving them well thank you sissy for joining of course i'm so excited to be here yes 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 so i want to just kind of put it out there for the people that i called this episode loving them well because that's truly how i see this um being able to love your whole family well um, and, you know, like I said, wives just go through so many changes um, from the dating world into wifehood, into parenthood and mm-hmm. going through all these changes, you know, mentally, emotionally and physically and trying to find their balance is a huge piece of that. So I just thought it important for us to talk about um, being able to balance loving your spouse and uh, loving your kids, too. So mm-hmm. let's get into it. Um when we think about wives who become mothers and find it difficult to embrace still being sexy, and yes, I'm going there. I'm going straight to yes, it. Honey. I'm going straight to it. <laughs> <laughs> when we think about that, um, or they just simply don't feel like they have time. You know, some mm-hmm. they don't feel that that sexiness anymore. Um, others may feel like I don't have time for that. It's hard to balance all that. When I get home, I'm tired. Anyway, um, tell me your thoughts about that. Yeah, so I am a firm believer in you make time for what you want. Mm-hmm. Um, and my family is something that I desired. Like I worked hard to get into a space where I have, you know, this dynamic of having a husband and kids. And I did not want to let that part of it go. I think us as women, we're so, you know, it's so easy for us to get caught up in doing things for our babies that sometimes that's the one part of the marriage that we'll, you know, not do so well on. Mm -hmm. And that for me, (laughs) I definitely want to keep it spicy. I want my husband to, you know, feel like at any given time, if he want to do whatever he want to do, he's going to get that time for me. So I am a full advocate for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that people do get lost in it because they're trying to show up in all their different roles and, you know, trying to be, you know, the woman who works or the woman who cares for home, um, the woman who cares for her kids, the woman that still makes time for her friends, the woman that still makes time for her extended family that she had even before marriage, um, and then make time for her new family after marriage uh, that she inherited too, that it really is hard to juggle. Um, And so I really like that you uh, 
said we make time for what we want to make time for because that's so true absolutely one thousand percent um I do think it's hard to juggle even though you know I I can't say that I live that in far as far as wifehood I do understand it's hard to juggle just from we juggle on a day-to-day anybody does and so I think that making time for what you want to make time for prioritizing things um the way you want to prioritize really is the rule of thumb like at the end of the day your um what you say keep it spicy your keep it spicy will look the way it looks based on your investment and attention to it so if you sort of desert it for Mm -hmm. a long time it's hard to get back into it um and I think I think I kind of talked about uh this example uh, in season three Uh, with the guys on, um, you know, just being intentional. I think I did that episode with Brandon. um, And he said, it's like, you know, being in the gym. And it hurts a little bit when you get back in the gym. And so I think that too, about just the intentionality of your spiciness with your spouse, it may feel uncomfortable a little bit when you've neglected it for for a while. And so I think you have to just kind of and I'm, this is probably leading into my next question for you, but I think yeah. you kind of have to just brace for it. You have to just say, okay, this feels a little awkward because I haven't done this in a long time. But once you get past the awkwardness, you know, you're back in the gym, you're working out, you got it, you know? Yeah, that, that's a great example of it. Um, no, I mean, that's my example. I don't, I might be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's great. <laughs> you know, um, and y'all have to forgive me. My voice is, it is doing what it does when the seasons change. I am one of those people that every time the weather goes up and goes down, my voice likes to emulate it. So so right now my voice is acting kind of funny because the weather keeps shifting on me. Um, So this next one for you, what about the home dynamic? So like we talked about, some find it difficult to shift between those two natures um, mm-hmm. because of, you know, maybe some embarrassment after kids. And there's a different array of reasons one could be embarrassed, yeah. body changes and all, um, or just the the proximity of having kids in the house now. You know, there's mm-hmm. a lot of different reasons for embarrassment. But anyway, um, seeing seeing couples expressive with one another could also be embarrassed for them with with their kids. So, mm-hmm. what what can you tell us about being able to intentionally set the tone um, in your home? And I, I don't know if I'm quite no, being specific enough for you, but how do you yeah. create that that ebb and flow in the house so it's not that awkward feeling? Yeah, so for me, my situation may be a little different than, you know, a few people, but for those that identify kind of like I do, so my daughter is 14, and um, my husband came into our lives and, you know, completely changed (laughs) it for the better. Uh, So my situation is like, I know my daughter is getting older, and one thing for me that's important is I want her to see me affectionate because she hasn't, you know, for a long Mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I want her to be able to see that and nurture that in her because one day I hope that she wants to get married and experience that with her own husband. So for me, the dynamic is all about making sure that I'm intentional about nurturing my daughter for her future while also, you know, nurturing my own marriage to make sure that my husband is 
is happy, he's content, um, he's not, you know, unsatisfied in any area. Like that is the goal for me. I, I don't shy away from that. My goal in this house is to serve my family because that's where I feel like God has put me. So it for me, it's all about being intentional about the service of it because not only, you know, is my husband looking to me for different things, my daughter is gonna, you know, think back on these things 10 years from now when she has her own little family. To, okay, 15 years from now, <laughs> when she has her own family. And I hope that she's able to be like, okay, like my mom did this. So let me make sure that I'm doing that. And for me, it just creates that kind of legacy, that love legacy. And that for mm. me is important. Mm, hold on. Let me, you know, I gotta, I gotta type that. Let's see. <laughs> love legacy. All right. I like that. I like that. Um, <clears throat> It's so funny to me how, oh my gosh, y'all, I'm so like, apprehensive right now about my voice I'm just like uh so the listeners y'all send me send me some love because I hate (laughs) that my voice is not working with me right now but um yeah I I just feel like I sound like a uh I guess a dude but anyway (laughs) um I am so glad that you said the love legacy uh I'm I'm thankful how this season is unfolding and honestly all of them usually do um but And I don't know, maybe it's not fair of me to say that because I'm the host and I kind of feel the questions. But either way, it still in some ways feels organic to me how it comes out. And what I mean by that is I just did um, also an episode with another wife and we got into um, showing affection. And really, we were talking about the different roles we play. So you guys go back and listen to that one, too, um, because I think the roles we play and loving them well are very intertwined. Mm -hmm. While this episode is dealing specifically with being able to still show up and and feel and embrace that sexiness with your spouse and keep love alive there, but then also find time to nurture your child and give your child the love they need. Roles we play, on the other hand, was just different the different roles women wear in general um, or play in general, not I guess wear, but anyway. uh, And in that episode, we talked about um, showing affection and kids being able to see that. And I I referenced growing up in a house where, you know, my family did that. Um, And, you know, they had no shame about it either, but <laughs> but they they were just very playful and loving and with each other and with us. Yeah. Um and and I am probably by nature a super affectionate person because of that. Because, mm-hmm. you know, we did family movies on the couch together, because, you know, I would hop up in the bed with my family and I yeah. am, all of them. And we would watch shows and we would do so, you know, there were times when we would get in the living room and play games. Like yep. I grew up in that. And that's not to say that that's not to say that people who don't have that dynamic, that your family isn't just as loving and strong. I want to make sure I say that because love can be shown in a variety of ways. Absolutely. Um, and I want people to make sure that this isn't about measuring one marriage or one home to another. This is, though, about just giving advice and tips and, and being open enough to talk about the beauty of marriage uh, mm-hmm. because we live in a society that honestly discredits marriage now. Yes. So, um, yeah, yeah, you know, we're passionate about that. We talk about, oh, about offline about oh. that. But, uh, <laughs> but with that, yeah, I, I'm very thankful that you brought up um what it means for you to nurture and find balance with your spouse 
and showing him that love and then also doing that with your kids and and feeling confident that her seeing that is also pouring into her and teaching and educating her about yeah. what you know affect you know affection could look like for herself or it could look different you know but that she gets to see that from her mom and she doesn't yeah. just get to see you as mom so i love 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 legacy that's beautiful um so speaking of societal views about yeah. marriage and, and things like that I have to bring society into every conversation that I do sure. um because that's what this season is about marriage and society these days and you know I think that there are people that don't know how to do what you just explained because they are experiencing things where I didn't get to see that from my family. Yeah. Um, or, you know, my family was that way, but I'm just not that much of an affection person. So that's uncomfortable for me. I show my love in different ways. Yeah. Um, so when we have that as the dynamic, right. So let's just set the stage with that being all the different ways people experience home life. Um, and then you throw in society wanting to critique it and Ooh. especially those that have access to it. You know, our celebrities that are on Instagram and on Facebook and, yeah. you know, you get you get a view into their life. Um, and I, I could name some celebrities right now going through, you know, divorces. Oh. Um, I think Jenny Mai and Jeezy and then Tiana Taylor and Iman. Like, and, yeah. I, I, and this is no this is not to put them this is not to, you know, put them on, on the hot seat or anything. But I feel like what I'm trying to say is that society has been very harsh to them. Yeah. And they've been harsh to them because they're critiquing, you know, well, we know that this person's personality seems to be this way. So that's probably why that didn't work out. And I, and I feel like you're not in those people's lives. No, no, absolutely not. So I, I, I want us to talk about how do we support the fact that what you do to love them well doesn't have to look like that for somebody else, but that doesn't mean it's an absence of loving them well. Yeah. So let's go back to the, the first part of it. So me personally, I am not naturally um, overly affectionate, mm -hmm. but I have a child who's <laughs> overly affectionate and mm. I have a husband whose love language is physical touch. Look, I was already ready to write down love languages. Um. Oh my god, this is like one of my favorite books in the world. And then I also read the one for your for your kids, love languages for your children. And my daughter is um, words of affirmation. Mm -hmm. so and quality time so for me and I did not grow up with um a mom and a dad I, I grew up with my mom so mm -hmm. I you know was raised by a single parent and I didn't see that dynamic I knew I wanted it but I just didn't know what it would look like for me mm -hmm. um I think a lot of us like <laughs> like I fantasize about like being like the Huxtables, like my hero was Claire <laughs> Huxtable. I wanted to be like Claire Huxtable so bad. Like I just thought she was like the best mom and, and wife. And I knew that that's what I wanted it to look like and feel <laughs> like, um, even though it wasn't real, it felt real to me. Mm -hmm. But I, I just bring that back around and say, I, I identify with that person that does, did not come from that. And you have to almost like, 
not force yourself, but because you love your family, you want to make sure that you give that part of yourself to them that they may need, but that may not come natural to you. Mm-hmm. That does not come natural for me. Mm-hmm. And as far as society goes with picking people apart, first of all, let, let me just start with staying in a marriage is hard. Everybody has an opinion and mm-hmm. it really doesn't matter because when you're in it with this other person, nobody else can tell you what that feels like. Um, I think about um, like Tia Mori and, and what she goes through, going yeah, through and yeah, she gets yeah. picked apart so bad. And I'm just like, I can't, while I don't agree with how she did things, I will not pick that woman apart because I'm not in it. No one's in my marriage with me. The, the truth is what nobody's going to tell you is, especially as a wife, I can't speak for a husband, but as a wife, there is a lot that goes into it that guess what the storybook is not telling us they're not telling us that sometimes you're gonna have to be the person that that takes everything because your family just can't handle it as strong as our men are they really look to us you know to lean on and sometimes that's uncomfortable because you're in a space of well dang like I'm married and I want to lean and stuff but that just Mm -hmm. may not be the season for it Mm -hmm. so to pick these people apart when Honestly, they're at their most vulnerable state and Mm -hmm. you just don't know what they're going through. It's just, it's so unfair and it's unrealistic because people can say all day long, well, if it was me, I would do this. Well, until you're in it, you can't really, you know, say what you would do. Yeah. So that's my view on it. Yeah. No, we hit, we hit, uh, we hit it home out of the park. Uh, (laughs) So yes, love languages. I absolutely love everybody knows this by now about, you know, like any type of assessment, love it. But uh, I definitely love love languages. And, um, you know, I think that they're all important affirmations, gifts, quality time, acts of service. Um, And I I think they're all important. I don't think that there's a such thing as a bad one because sometimes people will sometimes people who do invest their time in love languages they will um use it as a sword against you when it doesn't match mm-hmm. theirs and that's yeah. not okay either it's like oh I, I that's because your love language is this and that's not how i am and it's no. like but that's not the point of learning love languages no, to say no. like that's what's wrong with you <laughs> That's not the point. The point is for you to do, as this said, learn how to effectively show up in a space in a in the way that they need to feel and receive love. So yeah. um, really love love languages. And I think that's the first thing is understanding that there's not a bad one. Yeah. Um, and sometimes people that have gifts as, as a love language or affirmations, they usually tend to, and physical touch, those three sometimes get a bad rip because <laughs> people think physical means, oh, you only into, you know, the bedroom. That's not true. No. Um, sometimes people think gifts, oh, you're materialistic. That's not true. Um, and then affirmations, oh, you know, it has to do with your ego. That's not true. So I think that we have to be careful about stereotyping people against their love languages. I wanted to say that first. Um, the other part of the love languages that I think is important is the fact that sometimes they may shift a bit for you based on just life. Yeah. And so I've always ranked very high 
for uh, quality time, acts of service, and physical touch. Mm-hmm. And the top, top two uh, usually kind of flip in and out with physical touch, quality time, or quality time and acts of service. They kind of always hover. And I think it's just because of whatever I, in that season I felt like I needed in that season of life, right? But yeah. I do have a primary love language. And I'll be honest, it wasn't until recently that I figured that out. And I figured it out when I was getting angry. Mm. Yeah. That's when I found <laughs> That's <laughs> I when I found it. out. Yeah, that's when I found out. Yeah, because I think I texted you. But that's when I found yep. out that you know what? <laughs> you are losing your mind when this happens. And I'm going to tell y'all, I'm going to tell them myself. I'm going to tell them myself. <laughs> I really kind of hate that this is going to be out there for the world to know, but, you know, I have to be real with everybody, so I'm going to be real. Like, if you are talking to me and you're saying, mm-hmm, 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 and you're scrolling on your phone, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> I'm done. I want your undivided attention. I really do. Um, your undivided attention when I'm talking to you means the world to me. But that's because um, you give it, though. Like, it, let's put that out there. You give <laughs> undivided attention. <laughs> you know, so that that's a struggle for me. A multitasker, oh, I mean, let me give a disclaimer. Family and friends, <laughs> family and friends, I love y'all. I do. Please don't, please do not be offended by this. But I have to speak my truth. If yeah. you if you call me and you're in the grocery store and then you're going through the car wash and then you're going to pick up some muffins for some, you know, call me back. <laughs> <laughs> call me back. I done got so mad that I can't even think straight. Yeah. Like, get off the phone with me. Um, and I think one time I flipped out and I actually did that. I think I actually said, well, you can just call me later. <laughs> So, yes, I realize that quality time is indeed the top for me. <laughs> so, yes, please, undivided attention, you know. Um, and I don't mind a small little bit of multitasking, you know, mm-hmm. like a quick text that you need to send. But when it's consistent, oh, no, I'm done. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm done. When it is the entire conversation, I am done. I think yeah. that people think too that quality time is just, oh, I need to be up under you all day. And no. honestly, that's not true. At least it's no. not true for me because I need my space. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but when I do want to talk, I want you to really listen and care yeah. and, and empathize. And I, I'm a softie, so empathy is big for me. And mm-hmm. those are ways that I know you care. Um, you know, give me some advice back, like speak back, be responsive, you know. So anyways, I obviously took my time on love language because I think that that one is really important. And when you don't have whatever the other person may have, you Mm -hmm. do have to be intentional about giving that to them because you may not even understand why somebody is so upset. And excuse me with that in that same vein those of us who start to realize that you know what this is really boiling my blood when this happens effectively communicate why because if you don't that person just thinks you're moody or agitated they don't know that okay she wanted to get off the phone with me because I'm not paying attention to her you know you have to say something um so I think it's it's 
a responsibility on both parties, you know, to be transparent about how something makes you feel and mm-hmm. the way you want to receive love. So, and it can take time to, to be intentional about it because if it doesn't come natural to you, then like you said with your daughter, it's something that you're practicing and you're having to yeah. get in the practice of it. Um, and you said you weren't that affectionate, but I, I don't think that's true. I, I personally have received a lot of affection from you. I you think, think so? mm-hmm, I think it's just what we identify as affection. Uh, yeah, because think, uh, because quality time now remember now remember yeah remember my yeah. remember my I was about to say issue let me not say that word <laughs> <laughs> remember my I guess needs so for me um let's 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 use physical touch as an example it may not be that you're in proximity to hug me and I'm crying it may be that I've called you to tell you about a situation and you're attentively listening to me for me that's affection yeah. Now, see, for me, I think it's I I think it's an impact in me. I adapt to every person that, I, especially if I'm close to you, I try to adapt to what I know that they need. So you and you adapt to me. I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I adapt to you. Yeah. yeah, I adapt to everybody around me. That yeah. if I well, know what it is, I'm gonna adapt. Yeah, you you're affectionate with me. You're affectionate with me, but that's also <laughs> because of the way that I desire affection too. Yeah. Um. Um, so I got off track with the love languages, but I do think that that is important with loving each other well, because you cannot really show up for people unless you learn what showing up for them means to them, because you could bake somebody a cake and think I did such a great thing. And that person is like, yeah, I don't want no cake. (laughs) 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 Means nothing to me. (laughs) Yeah. We have to figure that out. Um, and then this whole uh, picking people apart. So let's deal with that yeah. one too. <sighs> you know, I I am, um, I don't know, kind of altruistic, I guess, and a humanitarian. So I'm deeply moved and affected by what happens uh, in society with other people. And so yeah. all these people that are experiencing in their marriages just difficulty right now, I feel yeah. it so strongly. And so even with, you know, Tia Maurer, you named her and I named the other two earlier, um, yeah. you know, we aren't in their lives. We aren't in their homes. And whatever we perceive is a snapshot view. We are not 1000% in their lives. So no. you could be friends with these people. You could not be their friend and be a, just a bystander, an onlooker. And you may have a perception of their personality. Um, you know, just like I said, you're affectionate to me and you're like, okay, but I adapt. <laughs> you know, this is <laughs> something that comes back, right? Yeah. So, so with these people, it's your perception. So to go yeah. and say, oh, I could tell that situation wasn't going to work out because she's not affectionate or, you know, she doesn't, you know, she's not a communicator or, mm-hmm. you know, she isn't, you know, kind of hands on in the, in the household with her kids or, or whatever, whatever the narratives are out there. And I'm yeah. throwing out, I'm throwing out random ones from just blog sites and comments that I, that I see that people say, but it's like, you know, you don't know those people like that. Mm-mm. You don't intimately, let me use intimately, you don't intimately know those people. Yeah. So to pass that judgment, going back to one of my questions for you earlier about what that balance looks like in the home to show love and affection and to do it well with the spouse and with the kids, you no. do not know those people's children. 
you know, you do not know um, that spouse. You don't know their history. You don't know their Mm -hmm. ups and their downs. You don't know their good season, their bad season. So wherever they are in this season, I think that we do have to do exactly what you said and realize that these people are in a vulnerable state when they, especially when they publicly let you know, you know, some of these celebrities we just mentioned are going through a tough time. What yeah. would you want for someone to do for you in that season? If your life was on a platform, yep. what would you want or desire to receive the support you need when things are difficult? And you got to think about the fact that these people have kids too. Yes. You know, yeah. like they're, they are holding on to the foundation or what's left of it that they have. Yeah. <laughs> trying to navigate all of that. Um, and then sometimes people, you know, go through hardship and they're still working out what their dynamic is going to be after, um, situations like that happen. Mm -hmm. And when everybody else swarms in with their thoughts and their comments, speaking of society, you know, you're not even allowing those people the space and the time to breathe, to create what's our new normal. Yeah. Yeah, you know? I, I really wish more celebrities would take the route of <laughs> Tiana and Amon and just separate and not say anything. Like, yeah, yeah, because it, it's you hard. Know. That type yeah. of stuff is hard. And I know that this turned into me talking about people who are in those tough spots, and that's not really what yeah. this talk was about. <laughs> but I wanted to, <laughs> from a society standpoint, I did want to address it. I did want to address that we have to stop being such spectators because of social media and tap back into what it means to be human yeah um i think that's what social media has done for us is that we have become such spectators in in ways that we would never really have access to these people's lives in this way yeah and 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 you've now become desensitized from all that you see and you have forgotten what it means to be human and say what if that was me so, yeah. um, you know, I don't know. I think I think that's what I, I guess I feel about that. Um, and I'm praying for people that's in that space. Now, yeah. um, back to uh, our topic here. I wanted to also ask you, what advice do you have to do it well? I know we've already got kind of a bank of advice going here, but what yeah. advice do you have to wives specifically to do it well? To balance well um for to me what it looks like to balance well is I guess it depends on who you subscribe to so for me I subscribe to Jesus and you know God Mm -hmm. and Christianity so Mm -hmm. for me I I remember hearing somebody say that you know that marriage no longer serves them I I that's the complete opposite for me because I don't live to serve myself I live to serve My eyes got big because I was like, oh. I've heard somebody say that. And I was like, I live to serve God. So for me, that balance is all about service. You know, this is for those who subscribe to Jesus. If you are to serve the world and to serve your family and to just service, Mm -hmm. you will balance because you're always looking for a way to Okay, how can I make sure this person is good? How can I make sure this person is good? While also making sure you're good. 
but I think that also comes with having a good spouse as well. My mm. husband is so supportive. If I here here's I guess where I may differ or I'm sure other married women probably feel the same way about their husbands. Mine does not like for me to do a lot of hard work. So if I'm like, babe, I'll cut the grass today because I do know how to cut grass. You know, my grand my grandfather used to sit on his lap and I would help cut grass. If I say I'm gonna help cut grass and I do it, he'll say, Hey babe, go get you a massage tomorrow. It's on me. Like those kind of things he's gonna, you know, also reciprocate because for him, that's one of his love languages is me giving him this. And then he'll say, all right, she looked out for me. Let me do this for her. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's constant service in my home, Mm -hmm. but I feel like I have created and prayed for an environment like that. So to balance it is honestly, if you serve your husband, I expect that service back. If you serve your kids, I expect them to learn how to do service back. So that's how I have created the balance for me mm-hmm. and my home. Yes. Okay. Love it. Now, Sissy, <laughs> yours is acts of service. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 yes. Um, um, I think that's I think that's my mother's as well. Mm-hmm. Um so I'm I am just beaming again because <laughs> your this chat this chat is really aligning so well with the roles we play. So I really hope mm-hmm. y'all go listen to that one and this episode because they are so closely related. Um but in that episode I was talking to Darnetta and she said um that you know her husband was you know traveling or what have you, he was gone and she was gonna cut the grass, and <laughs> you just said you just you just said something about cutting the grass. And I think it's important for people to know that your husband travels as well a lot mm-hmm. with work. And so uh, she mentioned that, and you know, I think she jokingly laughed and went said that she went to her uncle and was like, "I need I, I don't know, don't quote me, y'all." I think she said something about she needs a lawnmower or something. And her <laughs> uncle was like, "No, no, you don't. I got it." <laughs> but she was willing, you know, she was willing yes. to do it. And so. Um, I'm laughing because my mind is being taken back to that. Um, But I hear you on the service and the praying for the environment you want. I really want to talk about that, too, because Mm -hmm. I think that that is very, very important. Um, Everybody knows this is a faith based podcast as well to some to some extent. It's not a faith only podcast, but we talk about a lot of things. But anyway, um, I definitely believe in praying over everything in your life praying yeah. you you know you pray to be married you pray mm-hmm. to have children you pray you pray about that so you do have to continuously um pray about what you want your home life to be yes because we're not perfect your spouse is not going to be perfect your God, kids no. are not going to be perfect and when somebody is you know as we say the 80 20 when somebody's at their 20 percent Mm-hmm. You know, um, you do need for the Lord to be that anchor that comes in um, or that is, I, I shouldn't even say that comes in, that is already in, that you can lean on and that you can call on because yeah. there are times where that environment 
is going to shift. It's not when it's going to shift. It's not if it's going to shift. It's when it's, it's going to shift. Yeah. Because it's going to shift. Your your husband going to drive you crazy. Your kids mm-hmm. are going to drive you crazy. You know, and you're going to drive them crazy. So yes. so you have to you have to pray over the environment. So I thought that was good too. Well, I guess I am ready to go ahead and wrap us up. Sis, do you have any sure. other final comments before I wrap us up? Sure. The only thing I'm going to say last is when like today I got married, I prayed and I asked God to one, give me the strength to be able to do this for a lifetime. Mm-hmm. And I, I made the promise to my husband that I will always take care of him. I made that promise to God and to my husband, but mostly to God that if you give me this gift, I'm going to take care of it. So that's the best advice I can give is if you make that promise to God, keep it try your best to keep it no matter what, no matter what society is talking about, no matter what everybody else is talking about. If you can do it, if you can pray about it, if you can trust God in it, walk in it and do it. That's it. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, um, I am going to wrap us up with a couple of tips to just snapshot our combo today. So starting off with tip number one, you make time for what you want to make time for. And we know that, you guys. That's all of life. Uh, Number two, keep it spicy. It may be uncomfortable if you've been out of practice for a little while, but step back into your sexy and it may feel like working out in the gym. It's a little tough at first if you're out of practice, but it'll come back to your rhythm. So keep it spicy. And then love legacy. Oh, this was one of my favorites. <laughs> you can nurture both by finding balance in the home when the dynamic changes from only the two of you to kids too. You just simultaneously show your kids a healthy, affectionate relationship. Which brings us to the next one, that love languages are important to loving them well. Um, so when you are trying to figure out how to love them both, love them according to the way they desire to feel and receive love. And then this next one, be mindful of picking on people and picking apart their lives, especially when they're in a vulnerable state. Mm-hmm. They're, they're trying to navigate their new normal. So just be gentle with people. Know um, what you want in your home. And this was one that I actually meant to speak on further because this was also in the roles we play and in the roles we play. Sorry, guys. Um, But know what you want your home life to look like and feel like. That's an important one too. create and pray for the environment you want and have a mindset of service. So my sis, where can the listeners follow or connect with you? Sure, you can follow me on IG at xjblake. Um, I think that's it. That's the only platform I have right now. Okay. Uh, of course, at my businesses um, at Relentlessly Create. Everything yes. is there. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. All righty, ladies. Thank you for joining us in the suite. Don't forget to follow the We Sweet podcast on your favorite listening platform and add me on Insta at Dr. Dakis L. It's in the podcast bio and see you guys soon. Yeah.